0: What's up? This is Aleko Eskandarian, and you're listening to the RFK Refugees Podcast.
1: And welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RFK Refugees Podcast. Ted here, John here, here to talk soccer. That was a really, really rough intro soccer 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 right the game uh well dc hasn't played in a while so we 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 took a much needed break i think john and i were going like 150 of like our normal capacity for like this show considering the rest of our lives considering everything else and we said we would just take a little break but we wanted to come back because uh soccer's returning the mls is back tournament dumbest name ever in the history of tournaments but what are you going to do as wrapping up uh they set a guinness world record i don't know if you heard this they set a guinness world record for like the largest professional tournament held in a single location apparently that wow. is something apparently that is something that uh that we are we are proud of i don't know <laughs> wow yeah so uh guinness world record is kind of kind of a sham in case I, I know we all read it as a
0: kid we all went and like read it as like we kids i remember buying it at the uh what do you call it? The Scholastic yeah. Book Fair. I think they probably had it there.
1: Because yeah, J- Jason Davis on, on the United States of Saga was talking about how that's like, the, that's like the book we all went to. I remember I, I owned a copy of that book. Um, but um, if you watch John Oliver's Last Week Tonight, you'll learn the whole thing is kind of a kind of a sham and is now being used to sort of prop up uh, uh, dictators. So – Yay! Um, so I don't know. I don't know how associated we want to be with that. What? Yeah. You, you, go go watch. Go watch. I'm pretty sure it is. It is on YouTube for free. Look up John Oliver Guinness World Records. Like basically, dictators around the world are using like Guinness World Records to like prop up their like own regimes. I think one of them held like the largest exercise workout program or something like that and got the Guinness World Records to come out. Um, so it's quite it's, it's quite a funny, funny segment if you ever get the chance. Um but but uh but anyway, um yeah, let's uh let's talk soccer. So DC, uh DC's playing in the final, right? That's why we're that's right, we're, we're here to preview yeah, yeah, no, the inevitable. Uh,
0: they, they made it all the way through. Uh they scored the most goal. Their goal differential was plus seventy five. Oh yeah, and, they, uh, killed 25 they killed it. Twenty five goals in every game, man. They just freaking just lit it up. Everyone every- is like, This attacking style is exactly what DC <laughs> United should be known for and is known for. No, that's not what happened.
1: Uh, we have uh, what 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 can only be described as this show's personal hell with Orlando in the final um, against uh, against Portland. So, um, I, I am rooting for for Chris Mueller to score because I actually do like Chris Mueller. He, congratulations, Orlando! You have one player out there on the field that I actually uh, genuinely like. Uh, I, I wish nothing for for the rest of man. I like Oscar Preya too. I guess he, he's he's a good coach. I also like him. Yes, yeah. The, the, it's funny how they like they had nothing redeemable, and now they've got like at least a couple things redeemable. So I can't be like too upset. But I'm I, I gotta say I'm rooting for Portland. Uh, let's uh, let's take a step back from D.C. Let, let's take stock of this tournament because opening up, you know, beginning of July, you had two teams that uh, basically had to drop out: Nashville and FC Dallas. Everybody was saying, oh, you know, this is it. This is, you know, this thing shouldn't even be happening. Uh, But to their credit, and and really around other sports, the NHL, NBA, WNBA, NWSL, you know, they are proving that you can, you know, you get everybody into the bubble. Yes, you know, you're you're still risking people traveling, everything like that. But if you get people into a bubble and you get them to adhere to the bubble, you know, adhere to, you know, the bubble life. Be, be the bubble boy so to speak <laughs> um bubble or bubble girl thats right. uh, uh you know you you can pull off sports successfully and and safely uh, none of these tournaments the NHL's been you know rolling through their playoffs trying to wrap up their season WNBA, I mean the NBA is is wrapping up is trying to wrap up their season WNBA is is playing you know some of their games in there so you know they're showing that you can do this uh, so what does MLS do? They say, hey, let's go back to home markets. Um, but, uh, but, but before we get into that, uh, let's take stock. I mean, Would you call this MLS's back tournament a success? Would you say this is a success for the league?
0: Yeah, I think it kind of. I don't think it's as big of a success as they would have maybe hoped. I think Don Garber would have hoped that he set new TV viewership records. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did not. They did not. Just in case anyone was concerned about that, uh, they did a little bit better than average. I think twenty-five to thirty percent better on average. They,
1: they did. They did better when there was no competition. And then once MLB came back, once NBA came back, once the NHL came back, uh, the numbers basically slid uh, right down where they thought they were. And I mean, to be fair, the, the soccer quality. <laughs> well, while, while, while there was some entertaining soccer, I've always, I've always said there is bad soccer out there but there is also entertaining bad soccer. There was a lot of bad soccer. There there were very few games that you would call... You know, tactical masterclasses, or you know, just high quality A plus soccer. But there was a lot of entertaining bad soccer. I will say that the you know the Vancouver San Jose game comes to mind is just one of the games. I was just sitting on the couch watching this thing. I think I only caught like the second half of it, but I was cackling at that game when when uh, when San Jose scored that winning goal. I was like, that that's the type of result this game
0: deserves. Um, yeah, there were some amazing finishes to the games, and also too, I think you'd have to say the the. Quality of play improved over the tournament, and unfortunately, it was inverse to the amount of people watching it. So, people were tuned in when the game, when everyone was really rusty and it was 1000 degrees and they were playing 90 games, and then people were like, Oh, never mind, <laughs> I like other sports too. And yeah. then that's when people started to hit their stride. That's unfortunate, but uh, I think overall, though, I mean, uh, the bubble worked uh, despite early concerns to the two teams leaving, and also sort of the, the panic around the DC 90 game and the false negative. Um, false positive. Rather, uh, I think they have to say that they they administered a good tournament. Uh, the quality of play was uneven, but there were some positives. And now, like you said, they would they're very interested in undoing their goodwill uh, by by returning to home markets um, with varying levels of, of safety and care included. Yeah,
1: it's I, you know, I it, it, there's a lot of talk, and, and 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 I think I think there's some people doing the talking for from us for them. And also, I'll, I will say, do you think maybe that by they've announced this whole plan to return to home markets, they're almost undermining any sort of hype for this final coming up against Portland or Orlando? I think they've completely sucked, because now, you know, at, we, we're a DC-focused podcast. We are dedicated to focusing on DC United, Loudoun United, you know, the, the Washington spirit, we are DC focused when you, you know, we, we, we could have maybe talked a little bit about this final talked about Orlando versus Portland, but now it's like, Oh, we got returned to play. Now we're going to be talking about DC and what their next games are. They've almost, I think for, for people who care about this sport, because that's really going to be people who are going to be watching this people who care about MLS and, and want to watch it or care about the two teams involved, whether you're a Portland or, or, or an Orlando fan. You've almost sucked the wind out of your final because now it's like, oh, OK, yeah, we're done with this thing. Now we're we're moving on. You didn't even I mean, I, I understand they wanted to get this out. They wanted to announce it. I'm just wondering, you know, could they have maybe wait Because there there's going to be there's going to be the final on Tuesday and then Wednesday, Nashville's playing FC Dallas twice uh, or they're playing FC Dallas, you know, once. And then they're going to play them again to kind
0: of make up the two games that they missed. I wish they were playing them twice in one day. That would be hilarious. That'd be hilarious. Uh, also, it's like a nine a.m., one p.m. doubleheader.
1: Also, a clear violation of 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 union of the uh, MLS union uh, rules. uh or the what? collective bargaining what? agreement, so to speak. It would be it would be funny. It would be funny. It would it be, be very funny. amateur. <laughs> and they that, that used to happen. In, I, I that used to happen in MLS. Let me tell you, there used to be games that would take place. I think one right after the other. There, there were some, are there were definitely some like open cup type situations where that happened. There were some Champions League situations where that happened. Um, I, I know there certainly have been like friendly games that that's happened, and it, it's certainly it's certainly a thing um, that has happened in MLS's history. Uh, but you know, you're almost sucking the wind out of the tournament. Now you know, let's 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 get into this return right now. They are. Uh, they are leaving it open. Uh, DC kind of came out. There was some talk that, hey, we're gonna, you know, what fans in, or we're gonna look for, you know, play maybe play at Segra Field or do this. Uh, they have apparently walked that back after there was some some very very notable, um, very notable backlash. So they will be opening up their first home game will be August 25th against New England at an empty Audi Field. They're gonna kind of see kind of how things go, and and I think. That that's at least the smart move was to say, oh, no, we're not we're not opening it, you know, not not with the way things are now that that was at least a smart move. Uh, You know, I, I don't know what I don't know how to come about this, because obviously, I care about the sport. It was kind of fun during the MLS is back to have a game every night that you could sit down and watch, regardless of, you know, there was obviously varying quality and everything like that. And that's kind of dissipated a little bit. And, you know, and I've even been enjoying the, the, the hockey that's been going on and and watching some of those games. So I definitely kind of missed the idea of still having, you know, soccer to watch, even though I still do have the Richmond kickers and everything like that. But at the same time, I mean, this is this is a risk. This is just like the MLS back tournament is a risk. This is a risk for the league. They could, they may have developed the secret sauce. They may have developed the way to get this done safely. Now, now, to their credit, uh, at least with DC's first phase one schedule, I don't know if I have too many complaints about like their travel. Um, you know, they're going to uh, Cincinnati away for their first game Friday, home against New England, away against Philly away against New York, home against New York, uh, New York City FC and then home against against the New York Red Bulls.
0: And they can bus everywhere.
1: They can bus call. everywhere. You know, that that's easily busable. The only maybe one travel thing might be uh might be Cincinnati. I'm not sure if they're going to they fly. They could do back. it. It'll yeah.
0: be a longer one, but it's far. They like could charter to Cincinnati, that would be probably okay. Um but yeah, I I mean As far as we're not, the travel itself is certainly not setting itself up to be dangerous. And also, too, DC only said that they would not have uh, fans for the opener, which is the 25th. They left open the possibility of the next game, which is only September 6th. So assuming the world changes drastically from August 25th to September 6th, where they have found some way to make it safer for people to attend, and that they have somehow, and I don't think they actually have to, but if you've seen uh, local coverage, and I think Washington City paper talking about how... uh, The neighborhood is not happy with this plan, uh, not bought into the idea that bringing in 5,000 people into the neighborhood with no plans for entry-exit, having people just sort of mill about before games, they said that they would have phased entry and whatnot. Um, The thing we've said from the start, I think, is that I don't know how much these tickets and the gate offset the cost of the potential liability and potentially having to have your season end. Uh, because if this breaks out in, in local markets, and if, there, if this becomes, even though it's only 5,000 people in an open air venue, if it becomes a super spreader event, and it gets, the, the only time MLS will ever get coverage is if something, on, on major news, is if something goes bad. And you better believe if something goes bad, they're going to be on NBC Nightly News talking about DC United uh, facilitated a super spreader event at the New York New York City FC game. Uh, and they'll also call them the DC United. So bet, bet on all those negative things happening. So I just don't. I just don't see the tickets being worth it. I wish they would just. I think that you can manage manage the chaos if you play in home markets, but have no fans and only play busable games or take charters. And then if if something does happen, it's a little bit easier to isolate it. And you're not. There's no liability beyond your team that you're taking on into your city into your fans.
1: I, I mean, I think I think they're just i think they're trying to leave it open yeah i agree with you i agree with you 100 percent i don't it, it, with how compact audi field is and just the inability to sort of social distance yourself even if you're wearing a mask even if you're doing all those things at least there's no roof right yeah now now i, I will down i'm not going to downplay the fact that a super spreader event could happen a lot of people have brought up uh, what happened in the, Siri, the Syria? Why right does the as the coronavirus was hitting there about how there was a game that took place where literally you know it's been it's been called like a epicenter? They've done contact tracing to basically say yeah this you know someone was sick and it just spread. Um, I I will say that having limited number of fans probably won't necessarily. I I just don't know. I I think the if you are if if cases are down to a certain point and you know you have a sort of spread out area i you know i think i think you could potentially be okay but you know there is that risk that something does happen i'm not going to discount that it's never going to happen um i just i don't i don't think comparing saying well look what happened in syria i mean those those two things and how many fans you're letting in and people wearing masks none of that was happening in that in that syria game and that's what really what, what led is just people packed together no masks, no control, no social distancing, no, nothing, and it just spread. Um, so, I mean, I, I think it's a stupid call. I don't, I don't, I'm not for this idea of even playing in home markets. I, I don't see why you can't just do another bubble or figure out some other way to get this done. Sep- maybe separate it into different areas. Play your seat, you know, play a few more games of the regular season figure out some other way to do this. If it's not about money, and, and there have been other owners, there have been – Sporting Kansas City has come out and said, you know, we we if this was about money, we wouldn't be doing this. Um, I don't know if it's just to – Keep keep yourself in the public conscience. Keep yourself on TV. Keep yourself in the ratings. Uh, Maybe stem a little bit of season tickets where if you open it up to fans, you let in season ticket holders. You can then get some of that money for next season. Um, There are some teams that are doing some bad things. Sporting Kansas City put out a poll asking if you would feel comfortable going to a Kansas sporting Kansas City game with social distancing and all this other stuff. And basically what it did was if you said no to that, you got taken out of the lottery. That's in my opinion very, very, a very, very scummy thing to do to fans. If someone doesn't feel safe to going, they should not then lose their option at a ticket. Yeah, I think that's you should say, okay, that's fine. 2021, you're there, and you'll 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 be, you know, covered for future tickets. I mean, that's they didn't just publish
0: that ahead of time? What's that? They didn't publish that ahead
1: of time? I think I think it was part of the survey, but there's been a lot of there's been a lot of criticism that it you know was part of the survey. And they use that at well, what happened is sporting Kansas City was using that as kind of saying, hey, look, the fans want us to come back. And I'm like, no, right. people are saying yes because they don't want to lose their spot in line. So you're you're skewing your results here. You're you're skewing you know, if if I if I if, you know if if the Richmond Kickers put out the same thing, I mean, if there was a demand for Richmond Kickers season tickets, I know there's not. You know, I would probably say I would say, yeah, I don't want to lose my, I don't want to
0: lose my place. So um, I'd buy that ticket and and StubHub it. <laughs> yeah, that because 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 you know once those tickets hit StubHub, and they will, they're gonna they're gonna be very expensive because yeah. there are there are enough people who are really want to go, even though I'm not one of those people that they'll pay way over the odds. So uh, if you're, if you, DC United season ticket holder, if they do this, if they do this sort of survey to you guys, say yes, and then resell that thing mm-hmm. because somebody will, you know, if they're going to, if they're going to do this stupid thing and they're going to charge you money, then at least, you know, get your beak wet on it. Yeah. That's your, that's your personal finance tip from RFK refugees this week. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, should we, I mean, should we get into the schedule? Should we
0: talk? I mean, I, I, i don't yeah, know yeah sure yeah i mean as far as I mean, there well, are what
1: are what are our hope i mean let, let let's talk let's talk soccer let's talk let's talk shop with this team uh-huh. what what are our expectations what what are we what are we hoping for i, I don't know honestly i'm i am completely like i mean I, I would look at the schedule and i would say new England's pretty tough Philly's pretty tough uh new york Red bulls they're on a bit of a down swing. I swing five points what's that
0: I see five points. You see five points. Five points out of these six games. Hmm. Wow. I see three you're, points against Cincinnati. I see a draw against the Red Bull, and I see a draw against New York City. Oh, so you're only you only saying you only saying three games?
1: Are you, are the rest are losses? Or what you're saying? Correct. So, okay, that is what I'm saying. Ugh, I want to say, I, you know, maybe it's. I, I want to believe more because otherwise, why am I doing this podcast? I don't know. It's, because
0: you know, because
1: we we've been through worse than this. Okay. Is 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 Ben Olson? I mean, is this? is this a mo- is there some sort of you know if if he really bombs this this you know next six games cuz i mean there it's going to be really <laughs> you, have you seen the, how many teams are going to make the playoffs now it's like eight half, more than half right yeah it's like eight in the west and then it's going to be 10 in the east and they're going to do we don't, make the, we don't make these
0: playoffs <laughs> you things think are the really the facebook bad. comments on dc united posts are bad now oh my goodness you just wait oh yeah they've been they've been really bad you just wait uh-oh. When they start posting like random pictures of Audi Field and people are, are are commenting Olsen out when it's like a changed uh, banner pit photo, I'm like, guys. <laughs> oh, guys, maybe it'll work. Maybe that's what'll do it. Maybe maybe Jason Levine will be like, let me check out our Facebook page. Let me just see what the comments are like on this picture. <gasps> uh oh. Well, I better make a move. <laughs> yeah. This is outrageous. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, who knows? Uh, who- so it is interesting that we will be playing a month after the last time we played. Yeah. The date. The date is that right?
1: As yeah. July twenty first, August twenty first. Yeah, maybe, maybe things have changed. Uh, there have been no
0: real player acquisitions. There have been rumors of player acquisitions. A player a rumor, you say, a player acquisition. Instead, interesting. Let me just let me just bust up the rumor machine. Uh, the, uh, what, the what, what what thing. what unsourced
1: British rumor? British tabloid rumor? Are you pulling
0: up today? Uh, I believe it's from Echo News. Ooh, uh, no no hugely uh, reliable, first tier source, South End Echo. U.S. under-20 striker Charlie Kelman drawing transfer interest from Championship Swansea City. Uh, So the idea there is that Swansea would make a bid, bring him over, loan him out. Uh, Normally, we have heard about Swansea loans every transfer window since we've had shared ownership and none none have materialized. This probably will not happen. I did tweet that if anything is going to happen, it's going to be like this, where it's free. Uh, and they can use GAM to pay either young DP salary or whatever else and buy it down to nothing. That's what we're talking about here. Uh, so other than that, there are no rumors going on. Ben Olsen has, has said directly, we like the team we have now, although that is a lie. He <laughs> absolutely would love new players, but he knows they're not coming, so that's what you say. Uh, and that we're going to, you know, hopefully that we're going to get some, you know, everyone's going to get healthy and we're going to be good to go. We still need another forward. It is, it is indisputable. It yeah. is. I, I, ben can lie as much as he has to because he has to when asked about this. But like Ola Kamara has not been there, and also he's been injured a lot. And Eric Sorga is not the guy you want to turn to. And if we, you and I are going to tear all all the rest of our hair out if Segura starts starts a forward for more, any of these games. And you can bet that he will. And so we're going to be bald next time you see us live in person because we will pull all our hair out. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, this this is our team. Know that know this team. Love this team. This is the team. Yeah, and it's it's it's
1: frustrating from from I guess from a perspective of a family wants who wants his team to go out and and you know I feel like other owners you know you look at what Atlanta did Atlanta didn't do well what do they do they go out and they make some some really good moves they go out and get uh, get uh, Eric uh, Eric Torres. Who I would I would highlight that guy that would be a player if he's available I would say I'll take a flyer on him
0: sure yeah it may not bur- work out he may, he's definitely not he's definitely not his older self but i, I I'll say also I said I, I made a a half joke on on
1: Twitter when I said I am looking forward to trading 150 in gam for him next year because every every other forward has burned out for this team and and that seems to be the the method that we go with we, we got Emil Assad we got you know yeah I, I don't I, I want, I want so bad to hear something new, something new to just get excited because right now I am, I am, this is probably the least excited I've been heading into heading this team and I'm still going to watch and maybe once the game comes up, I'll be like, oh, maybe I'll see a lineup. Maybe I'll see Kamara out there and I'll think, here we go. Um, this I I don't know if there maybe there's a I hope there's a come to Jesus team maybe maybe meeting with the team and being like you guys are not as good you know we need to do this or maybe Ben's just saying you know what the season's going to be tough and then we'll get you know Paul Riola back next year and, and things will be better I, I don't know um I don't know
0: next season guys next, next season. season next, next season. Season. it's
1: always next season it's always it is season.
0: Miami United signing uh, uh Blaze Matudi yeah. So other other teams uh, that have Atlanta United So other teams are making signings. However, uh, Atlanta United has money. Uh, I assume I I know that the, the Beckham Consortium is well sourced. Yes. So it'll now here's the deal. If teams like Columbus, if teams like Cincinnati, if teams like Colorado are making moves this offseason for transfer fees and we're not, then you can get pissed off. Then it's right then it, then you then you are right to be mad about well, obviously we don't have the capitalization we need to compete in this league so these owners need to uh get out sell or sell or you know but if they don't if it's what i think it's going to be and only the rich teams are able to make these moves uh that like similar to chelsea right now signing every attacking winger in europe because they have money and other other teams don't uh that, that that's that's all i'm saying like DC United is in a, is in a precarious position because of the way that they're capitalized but if other small market teams start to play then you can then you can get real rowdy on on Facebook comments and
1: whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And to to a certain degree, I understand, you know, the ticket revenue is not going to be there this year. Then, you know, then you need to maybe have a meeting with Olsen and say, look, we need to start just, just throw the, just throw the younger guys out there. If we were playing Griffin, Yao, Kevin Paredes, Ted, Q, uh, Ted out there. I'm, I'm so tired. I can't even try. I'm, I'm not going to try to be a Could, Ugh, I can't even. I can't make the words today. I'm sorry. It's everybody. okay. Ted, Ted Koo. <laughs> Uh If we were if we were just throwing those guys out there, I'd be like, heck yeah, let's just do it.
0: Let's just go full. Like we're just gonna go young. We're gonna, you know. But yeah. I, I don't know if that's gonna We've never game four to nothing. But at least yeah, have have a direction in progress that we're going. Yeah, and again, we we
1: talked about this in the intro. That's the most frustrating part about this is that we're we're trying to be a team that maybe spends a little bit of money. You know, maybe spends money on one player every year. Every you know off season, if there's a space open, we're going to fill it with somebody, and we're going to pay a little bit of money to go get them, and we're going to bring them in. But then we don't have anything sort of else. Like we don't have a, a a youth system that's turning out players or that's bringing guys in. So you know that that's that's mostly where I'm frustrated. And 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 you know,
0: although I'd argue we do have that, we do have a youth system now that is bringing in options and players that that could be Kevin is Paredes- for instance, if you told me that you could, from the youth system, get one attacking player that would be the best player on your team full of other adult men at a tournament, I would say successful year on its own right there telling me you can do that because we've never had that before. Griffin Yao did not do that in his time. He, he had an opportunity to play and, and contributed but certainly did not change games uh, the way that Kevin Freitas did. So uh, you are right. That is definitely their motto is like we need, we need to make one splash one, one medium to small size splash maybe maybe two maybe
1: we'll we'll dip our feet in for two but if it doesn't work we're not going to push that' we're, we're, we're definitely gonna make that one so yep yeah you so know we, I, I, and, and I would agree I mean I, I would say everybody seems to there are a lot of people out there that say oh man we had all this young talent where you know what happened I'm like well the young talent didn't I mean they went elsewhere. And, and then didn't
0: pan out. Didn't do anything except for Eric Williamson, who's now apparently good.
1: Yeah, and Eric Williamson. Yeah, apparently Eric. I mean, that that is but that is one DC didn't even like. I like they like half tried to bring him in, and then he's like, "Oh, I don't want to go." And he's, I mean, large part because he he didn't think he was going to get time, and that might be a fair. It point. may be true.
0: Yeah, Brian K.O. another another an, that. By the way, that is that is pissed me off. By the way, Brian <laughs> K.O. goes to Orange County FC or SC or whatever they call themselves out there everyone in the universe knew they had to wait until he could turn as a 17 or 18 whatever the whatever the whatever the deadline is for Germany and then as soon as he turned 18 Wolfsburg signed him and then Orange County's like our homegrown player Brian Kaya, who I believe played four games last year this is the this is the pipeline from youth to professional come play for Orange County cuz look what we can do drive me crazy yeah Nuts. yeah that was our that was our pipeline that we then gave away because we because we couldn't offer him a contract that would suit him. Yeah, I hope I, he does well over there. I hope he does too. I really do too. And I I don't know.
1: I know MLS has talked about uh, going for a uh, um, development money basically for developing a player, um, but I, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure. If that is going to happen in this case, or if, if if that's where when the cutoff line is for that, or what the requirements yeah. are for that, because DC still charges for the academy, so I almost don't want them to get that because I'm like, you guys are still charging people, Um and we've had disagreements about this. It, it, it is it, it it is undisputably embarrassing in my opinion that they still do that, and I, I hope I hope there is something maybe that changes or that they they finally. You know, are they the last one? Minnesota's uh, not paying, are they? I think Minnesota might still do it, and you know other teams might pull back on it. I mean, be on the lookout. Yeah. There's a lot of money that's been lost now. Um, I I'm I predicting at least two or three. You know, USL teams are going to say, "Nope, we're done. That's it. We need to cut back." Uh, I know there's already been you know movements. I think there's been teams and coaches and other things kind of let go. Obviously, the US uh, you know academy collapsed, and there's you know uncertainty there. Uh, but you know, it, it, I, I think if you are a top-level professional club with owners that can be described as either multi-million combined, hopefully in the in the in the billion level or high multi-millions, uh, then you know you should have an academy, and your sh- your academy should be free um, for for anybody. So that 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 has been my that is my one major, major complaint uh, about how DC does their business. Um, but we'll see, may, you know, this whole, I might be completely wrong and Loud United might've been the answer all along. And it is starting to seem to give some guys some, some time and some, and some options. Do we want to talk about how, how they're still not letting guys go to what, what do you, I
0: know you have some opinions on that. No, no, yeah, no. Well, two things. I feel like MLS should do some easy math here. Uh, looking at how many players since this, since this agreement happened, how many players that have played in their USL the MLS two sides. How many of them have came up and played and played minutes for for the for the main club? Uh, like, is it fight two, or is it is it a bunch? If it's not a lot, then and if they're concerned about money, the reserve league is obviously the way to go. Bring back the bring back the the Chris Wondolowski uh, Memorial Reserve League because it's not if it's not you know where where else could that money be deployed? If you look at Loud United's roster, conservatively you could say eighty five percent of the players on that roster have no. Chance of ever playing for DC United, maybe higher, maybe ninety think- percent.
1: I'm,
0: I'm not talking about the players going back and forth, but yeah. the players that are currently on Loudon contracts exclusively, not going to play for DC United. So, how much money is it costing them to run this franchise for what is basically, you know, a te- you know, a couple players giving them opportunities that they wouldn't have gotten otherwise, and then a bunch of players who are never going to feature for them in a million years.
1: Well, I, I think I think the issue is, and I think the issue is, is the the travel and the lack of sort of and it maybe and it's kind of a, a, a I guess a cruel thing to say a little bit because you know the guys they actually have signed for Loudoun United are taking the are taking the the risks and everything and and really I think it's DC United looking at you know guys like Griffin Yao and, and players that they know have a future and they're like you know what we're not going to risk you know trying to have them shuttle on
0: buses you know Be exposed. So what it is there? So what it is there? I have I have it on good authority that the problem there is that MLS has not decided what their policy is yet Ah. on transferring in between the two teams over the season. Gotcha. And they're going to have that. The 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 the, the scuttlebutt is they'll have a a ruling on that here in the next coming couple weeks. Okay. Yeah. I I figured
1: it had to be something related to that. There was something. There was something related to to what the what 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 are you going to do? How are you going to shuttle right. guys in between? You have an outbreak in the USL side, and then that you shuttling guys back to the MLS side that creates you know that's not a good
0: not yeah. a good situation in general. So um, that was curious about it. Well, I, yeah, I so I think that, like that I think that will resolve. And, and while we're on while we're on Loudon too, uh, they are going to play in front of fans also. Uh, and now apparently the Segra Field safety protocols are out and i wanted to go through these really quick just to see what your thoughts are on how you feel uh were you to attend so face covering is mandatory Mm -hmm. uh attendance limited a thousand per match to start the season uh which is i think only like 500 less than their average attendance last year if i remember the numbers right so uh, uh segra field will encourage cashless payments social distancing markers will be placed sanitization at all high touch place Pre-game, in-game, and post-game. Clear bag policy. That's stupid. <laughs> that's a fun way to... Put it. Uh, the clear bag policy is for COVID. That's uh, <laughs> That's why. It's for COVID. Uh, prior to every event at SEGRA, trained staff member will follow all CDC and local guidelines for cleaning and disinfecting restrooms. Uh, food and beverage service has... Uh, you know, uh, there's protocols there. All employees will have to follow strict protocols. All those... About I mean, all those policies... If you're asking me how I feel, all...
1: Nearly identical policies were just set for for the Richmond Kickers. It's probably league wide, right? It's league wide. I'm sure it's. It's also just it. It's the only way you can get. I mean, most of these are just common sense. How are you going to get these things done? Um, it, it, by the way, the the limiting to a thousand people. Um, I actually I I believe somebody from the Kickers organization. They had 820, 822 people at the game, um, uh, last Saturday that the the Henny Derby against. Uh, against forward Madison. Uh, the kickers won one, nothing. Uh, it was fun. It was great to see the, see them get a win in that. Um, and bring back the, the, the Henny cup, I guess it's this like empty, Henny bottle. <laughs> the henny goblet. Yeah. The Henny go- the, it's this empty Henny bottle. If you ever get a chance, just look it up. You'll, you'll see it. It's great. I thought it. it's cool. I yes. like it. Um, but you know, it was, you went, you had to wear a mask. Most, most everybody there. I was there. Most everybody was following the policy. Um, there was plenty of space. There were no. They usually had like tables kind of around the sort of ends of the of the stands. Those were gone. Um, you know, everybody was pretty much sort of adhering to the social distancing. You know, it's easy to say, "Well, I felt safe." It was. It was fine. You know, it, it's impossible to be hundred percent safe. Um, I will say the the setup was at least i felt good and you know i i feel like segra would be another place i would sort of feel comfortable going because of how wide open it is and there isn't like you aren't crammed up against some with, with somebody um and you know that's the way city stadium is and and that's why i felt at least mostly comfortable that it, like i like i could attend um and you know and it it was it was still it was a fun, it was a weird experience i will say that it was it's very very weird Cause everybody's wearing face masks. There's no, you know, there's no real drums or there was like, I think only a smoke bomb at the first beginning of the game and the end of the game. Um, so there was no, it, it was, it was still very weird, uh, but it was still a, uh, it was still a good experience. And I still ha- had a, had a good time. So, and, um, I'm hopeful that, you know, everything's safe. Virginia has been one of the better States about sort of controlling it. Um, Especially in my area, as opposed to the you know Virginia Beach area, um, so uh, you know I, I I feel I feel comfortable going to um, going to Audi Field is another story. It's just it's so much more compact, and I even with five thousand people, I don't know if I'd feel comfortable going because of just how cramped everything is. Um, so yeah uh field I, I would feel i i would feel fine if i wanted to drive to loud which i don't want to drive to loud sorry right Just, no, one does. Uh, no one
0: does i really wish they would do temperature screening yeah uh, wait uh, all employees and vendors will get it but not attendees i wish they would do that yeah now i understand that there's a, you know asymptomatic spreaders and all those things but i feel like that would that would make me feel better if i was in line and someone scanned for high temp, and they're like, "I'm sorry, sir, ma'am, you you cannot attend. You're, here's your refund." I would be like, "Oh, okay, good, great. Get her out of here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go sit in this corner by and, myself."
1: And apparently, there there were some people that were not a uh, I did have one one of my friends come over and said he had to tell somebody to put his mask on, and the guy was kind of react. So I think there may be some people that are maybe not, you know, holding. Yeah, and 100%. you wonder too how
0: how staff they are to be able to go around and tell. You know, say 10% of the thousand people are jerks and they're like, I'm, I'm a free citizen. I refuse to wear a mask. And then like, do they have enough, do they have enough staff to like remove those people if they're not, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's still, there's still, there was, there was still some stadium staff there. I feel like they could say, sorry. Okay. You got to leave then. Sorry. You got to go like, you know, get out.
0: Um, So, you know, I, I, I do feel like that. Um, Loudon have a chance to win this week. They do. Who are they playing? They're playing Red Bull Two on Wednesday Ooh. at seven PM. So make sure you watch that. They're fi- they're playing not Hartford, which is uh, key to them potentially <laughs> being points. the first two games have been against Hartford, right? They've played correct. Oh wow, <laughs> correct. Uh, yeah, it was awful. So I'm, I'm I'm excited to watch them play somebody else. Uh, apparently, Simon Lefave could 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 potentially be cleared to play in this game. He, if you remember correctly, he is, I believe, their six foot seven goalie uh, that DC United drafted. Um, I don't know. Still no, still no news yet on on uh, DC United players being cleared to go. I w- if I had to bet, I would say no. Yeah. Uh, considering it's Monday and we've not heard uh, anything, you never know. It could happen there. That's It's another bus, so they are going to leave on Wednesday morning or Wednesday afternoon. So we'll know then. What is uh, uh but- you you I, I, you had a I, I'm not sure if I can access
1: the Instagram live, uh, and I wasn't able to watch in the beginning, but you had a uh, interview with with Coach Ryan Martin, friend of the show. What I did
0: three time three time attendee.
1: Three time attendee. He's not like a super friend of the show. Um, yeah. What? How is his? I mean, how is his attitude as far as like? I mean, obviously rough couple of openings, but I mean, how? How do you? I guess is, is he still positive? I mean, obviously more positive. I mean, it's you know, positive as a coach can be. But
0: yeah, yeah. No, I think he. I think he was, and uh, do recommend uh, people go back. It's. Uh, it's. I think it's on our IGD IGTV page. Um. Yeah, he he was definitely understanding that the Hartford team is extremely talented. And also, there's sort of, we, we, we talked about how there's always going to be a split between MLS two sides mm-hmm. and teams that are more uh, oriented towards older, more accomplished players versus, you know, your starting center back, Adam Lungard, uh, is going to college next year, mm-hmm. is committed to Clemson. Like, so the, the difference between that and a, a seasoned professional center back uh that's why there's differences in the ability to defend uh, defend goals so he you know he's aware of that and he know i think he's confident that they, there are a lot of players that as they get into the system they'll be able to, to to play well um i think you know uh a couple a couple players last week were making they they had just started practicing with Loudon like a day before so Amasafa, i believe um i don't i'm butchering his name but the guy who played right wing um he just got the video before. So they're, 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 they're really looking at, and also too like Loudon wasn't able to practice as a team until later because of, of Virginia regulations versus other, other teams that had to be a, had a chance to do it earlier. So he's, he's a realist about how things have gone, but also I think pretty optimistic and also really, really hoping that MLS gets this thing straight and, uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, and gives them what they need. Also too, I want to make sure. So, if you did happen to watch that, we probably should have mentioned it at the start of the show uh, because people generally listen at the start of the show and then maybe stop listening, but we're going to start doing an every week, uh, IGTV, uh, thing. I'm calling it the, uh, RFK refugees mini, I think is what I've called it. I'm or, or nano. I think I might change it. It's, it's early. Uh, but the idea is that I, I, or Ted, or I think it, I think it can only be one of us because you can't add more than one, uh, guest, uh, to co-stream at once, but the idea basically is it's a mini show that we're just talking to uh, a, a coach or a player uh, on a quick basis on Instagram. So it's like a it's it's a lot easier for people to ask questions on the fly. It's going to be a little less uh, lengthy and a little less in depth and sort of just more casual. So trying to you know build a little bit of an audience over there on that on that page as well as sort of the podcast. I think people consume media differently not everybody particularly right now when no one's commuting podcasts are in a bit of a rut because no one's no one has an hour <laughs> commute anymore so trying to get people where they are and where they are right now apparently is instagram so uh, catch catch catches us there wednesday night at uh 7 uh 45 i think is what we've started to say so we'll have that we'll have that up steve bernbaum will be joining us uh this week cool burying the lead in the fiftieth minute of the episode,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so those that actually listen will be uh, will be able it's, to. It's uh, an Easter egg. Oh, it is. Has there been any update? There hasn't been any update on on Rose LaVelle yet. I know Sam U.S. has already signed uh, signed with Manchester City Women. Yeah. Um, apparently there's some there's some there's some question as to whether she'll actually return or not uh whether she'll actually do it because based on
0: her based on her going away note she's like boy i hope someday i get to come back to north carolina <laughs> so if i if, if if roosevelt writes that and boy i hope sometimes i can come back to the spirit i'll be very very sad, big sad over here
1: yeah yeah i don't i don't know but we'll see they she's she's uh she's you know Looking at a, you know, and and they're not going to be back. So I mean, I could still. I mean, maybe it becomes a loan type situation where they just loan her back for the summer and the off season. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how it's going to work. I will say, I do think the spirit. They are definitely a better team when she's out there. I will say they they have brought in some good talent, and they have players in there that I think you know have shown well enough that I think they can ride it out and then if they get her back then they can maybe hit the hit the hit the accelerator. Um but we'll see. And that's a big loss for for the Courage. So the Courage is uh man the Courage have had a rough. They were like crowned the champions at like the beginning of like the tournament and now they've not only did not win the tournament but now they've lost one of their be- one of their better players, so
0: I think they need it, right? I think I think there may be a little motivation factor when you're at the top for so long. Yeah. I think them losing is like the most dangerous thing for the next season. <laughs> like them actually having a justifiable chip on their shoulder versus an invented one. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that could be dangerous. Yeah, that could be dangerous.
1: Also, I mean, Hey, you know, other teams now know, Hey, the the courage are not invincible. Go for it. So,
0: all right. Uh, I think that's all I had. Uh, do you have anything else you wanted to, to drop in? Nope, just to remind everybody, Wednesday night, 7.45, IG Live, and yep. then make sure, I would tell you to download this podcast, but if you're listening to it, you already are. So tell your friends, particularly ones who like to listen to podcasts even when they aren't commuting.
1: Yes, Please. and uh, donate to the show at patreon.com slash refugees Help the show out, help the show grow, help the show get better. Uh, a lot of the stuff that we you know use now for the show uh, was helped and paid for. Uh, by people who who were nice enough to donate, donate to the show. So
0: also uh, donate to Jaime Moreno's uh, yes. GoFundMe, which we'll we're going to either have done or we'll be doing here very shortly for the for our uh, for our August or July show take whatever it was. Um, and also big Rob always always needing money still still uh, still needing funds there for his ongoing treatment. So uh, anybody else we've always asked if you if there's someone in the DC United community that has a GoFundMe or has a situation where they need help. Uh, let us know and we'll we'll share it on the show we'll share it on our social media i think it's uh the least we can do for for the for the community around us absolutely absolutely
1: and with that where i think we're at the show uh we'll probably be back next week to preview an actual dc united game so it should be um something i'm not going to say whether it's going to be fun or not uh thank you all (laughs) for listening uh we will catch you all next week Vamos. vamos